Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez, and with me always... It's your boy, Cash, a.k.a. Exec P. What's happening, good people? We back for episode 94. What's good, Prez? Oh, man, it's, it's good, man. Before we do anything else, I want to say happy birthday to my beautiful wife. Hey, get that out the way. Her birthday was this past weekend, but definitely... Got Can to we say, say her name? Pie. First uh, name, Savaya. Happy, happy birthday, Savaya. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> Hey man, how old is that? Man, y'all getting old, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need to say, mm, you ain't getting me in trouble, bro. I, I just did something nice, and you want me to say, happy, 20, happy 25th, Survive. <laughs> how about 25? Uh, younger than me, we'll say that. Yeah, younger yeah. Than me. Young, young tenderoni. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, but what's been going on with you this week? Man, uh, this past week, man, it's been cool, man. I think I'm finding my groove. Pod wise, but personally, man, just been sitting back reading some books. Like I said, I would read for uh, Black History Month. So getting through that, listening to that, uh, also trying to get used to this new normal here with all of our, our schedule changes or lack thereof. Uh, no haircut, so I went bald the other week. <laughs> Had to cut it all off, but actually, it worked it out, fit, man. It, it, it was. It, 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 you, you were know, scared to do it, but I was it, scared it to do fit. it, but it, it fit, man. Yeah. So now I'ma just. It's not quite the fit I want, but it fits. So I'm going to just, you know, I'm going I'm to keep it low. It's going to be a low season from here on out due to my impending balding. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, got, it hits us all, man. This one impending like five years ago. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> right now it's just well, full on. Yeah, full on. It's full on gone. <laughs> Roo- rooftop missing. Rooftop missing, man. Yeah, so, but yeah, that's that's really been it, man. Family time, you know, been doing that more. You know, been some crazy Uno games. Going on here in the house, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. You know, so we got all the new Uno games, and we just been doing that just to talk smack. Right. Chilling, you know, normal, normal. What about you? Uh, work, man, like uh, finishing that up. Like, I ain't really been at work, man, but like getting prepared for the next next little stage, man. Rewriting resumes, talking with different people. Uh, I think I got to do an interview here pretty soon, man. After, like, I got another resume I got to get off, and then... And then uh, and then worry about like my final out process and getting out of there. Man, I, I do want to touch on one thing that drove me crazy though. Like at work, bro, I got like seventy something days left. Seventy, <laughs> and people still coming up to me like sending me specific email. Just me. Like I don't work here no more. Yeah, like like <laughs> my replacement is here. Like, why are you still hitting me up and then want to have these little conversations? So, so what's going on with this? What's the future? Give me the plans of what's going to go on. Like, bro, why are you asking me about what's going to be going on in three months and I'm not going to be here in three months? I got no, I got no worries, man. No worries whatsoever, man. Y'all have at it. Good luck. Yeah, man. But like... Like I said, people just trying to grasp what you actually leaving and they still trying to treat you like, and I have to like, I don't have a problem with it. I correct them. Like you, you know, you know, you know, I leave in a bit. Right? <laughs> you know, I ain't gonna be here in like really thirty more days because I'm quick just showing up to work and just doing my out process and stuff, man. Out processing. Of course, we're in the military. I got to move from different places, places. So uh, when you just quit, a, when you get done with the job over here, you still got to move your family and everything. Y'all got to go find a site back in the state. So they give you a lot more lead time. That's why I'm saying like. Even though I got like 70 days, it's going to take a lot more time away from work so I can get done with my family stuff. And right now, like I done gave the years to the military. It's all about my family. And I don't, I don't care about all that stuff right now. I gave you that. 
had that. And there's that. <laughs> that's hey, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. So, with that said, man, let's 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 get into the pod. Let's let the people know a little bit what we're gonna talk about. So, of course, uh, we got music and sports. It's gonna truly be a light, a light pod. We're gonna light keep pod. it quick and easy, unless prayer says some off the wall stuff. Then it may go a little <laughs> bit longer. I'm never you gonna never do know. that, man. I'm never gonna do that. Never man. Gonna, yeah. So, uh, I think. I think we're going to be pretty long on the sports, longer than than other ones. So let's go on and jump into the music stuff right off the jump. Then. Okay, so yeah, music. Uh, we got a few albums we're going to cover. Uh, we have Honeycomb, Brazy, 1067. That's a new cat that I just figured out, and I'm in, <laughs> I, I'm in love with the music, man. He gave me 10 fire joints. Uh, Pooh Shiesty, Shiesty Season. Uh, we got some R&B, Van Jess, and uh, Cy Arita Kid. The marathon 10-year anniversary, so we're going to talk about that yep. visual album that dropped over the weekend. Uh, rest in peace to Nipsey. And then we're going to transition into sports. Of course, we got Super Bowl 55. I'm afraid that some conspiracy theories are going to come out of Prez's <laughs> mouth, but that's neither here nor there. All right, man, so we're going to take a brief break, and we're going to come back with some music. Hey, Cash, we ain't did the Patreons in a minute, man. We ain't gave them. Let's give the updated shout-out to them, Cool, man. cool, cool. All right, man. Uh, ooh, give me a second, cause I need to get the list. We ain't going off the cuff, <laughs> not off the cuff. All right, so we want to give a thank you to our current Patreon supporters. You ready for this? Ready yeah, for the man. rundown? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, we got Tate. That's my boy Blue. We got Marty. Take that. Take that. Take that. The silent partner. Fran. Franchise. We got Quay Quay. Pop lock and drop it. All right, we got. Errol Jackson. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Woo! We got Bird. Birdman. What happened to that boy? We got Ryan. Jack Ryan, Jack Ryan. What's going on, man? We got Manuel. Mo money, mo money. We got Jared. Lil J on the track. Man, he should be settling down at his new spot. He just recently moved, too. Uh, we got Matt. Kaiser Kutch. Follow him on Twitch. There you go. We got Tyrus. E40. I mean, Oakland. I mean, oh, yeah, Oakland's on, right? Right? Yeah, E40 Oakland's water. <laughs> uh, we got Rodney Lockdown. <laughs> Riley, Riley Raw Dog Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got Autry. Hey, that's Mr. Antisocial. Don't talk to me. I won't talk to you. And last but not least, we got Corey. The foundation, the building blocks of it all. What up, Corey? Hey, and these, like we said, want to thank these people once again, man. They've been supporting us for almost over a year now, majority of them, man. We really do appreciate what y'all been doing. If you would like to support us on Patreon, too, you can find us at www.patreon.com forward slash DSC underscore podcast. And we have, oh, if you go there, we got three different tiers. We got a $3, a four, uh, $5, and a $10 tier. Uh, you can leave monthly donations that way, or you can just leave a, a donation. We may add one more tier just when give like a dollar or something like that, just so we're trying to, we're almost there covering all our revolving costs, man. Uh, so we just have a few more supporters. We'll, we'll be there supporting that. As y'all know, we try to give out a high-quality video, high-quality audio, uh, those uh, Patreons that's donating definitely help to us continue to bring that week in, week out. With that said, man, let's get into the music. All right, let's get it. But where do you want to start off? You want to start off with the marathon uh, visual album? Yeah, let's let's start talking about that, man. Cause okay, 
Clicked in on this, man. Well, I got notified because... Uh, I mean, you bought some you, merch before. Yeah, you, if you buy merch, merch from before, them. Yeah. yeah, you're going to be up in there. So definitely got a couple of the shirts and stuff like this. Uh, I will say overall for the story of it was very entertaining. You know, it's like a documentary style. You're going to have people coming in, coming in now, talking. They talking about how it started up, which was very interesting, where he's talking about they was across the street uh, selling the shirts and stuff like this. And... The t- just the simple stuff that you need that so they ain't have to go 20 minutes away to go to the store to actually find this stuff, right? Uh, cops was always hounding them. They noticed the, uh, the the shopping mall is opening up on the other side of the road. Well, let's take make our stuff really legit. And they go all in on that, all money in, right? Uh, and then they get that up and started. And at the same time, he's got this budding music career. So that's starting to elevate at the same time as him, which helps add to the brand and add to the area of what he's doing. So, uh, yeah. So, it, you know, from my standpoint, anytime I get new Nipsey or anything, I, I'm going to support it or stop what I'm doing just based on the impact that he made in this short time. Well, not the short time, because if you were following him, this is a 10-year anniversary, so it's not like he just came out. But the short time that he actually got the accolades that he deserved from everybody uh, when, you know, Victory Lap was the crowning achievement, of course, that most people know him for that weren't sleeping under a rock prior to that. But the stories were really good. If you're a fan of Nipsey, you've heard some of these stories a lot at this point, but you didn't hear um, the people who made the album, which is always yeah. which is always good to hear. And sometimes a lot of those people aren't always brought up in the conversation because maybe Nipsey had a special connection with them that none of his brothers, sisters, or anybody, his business associates is going to know about. Like, like I learned like several producers that used to say, hey, we used to always be in, yeah. in connection. And some of them actually uh, made the actual Victory Lap album. So it was dope to see that some of these same producers that he worked with ten year, for 10 years made it to the debut album that was just absolutely phenomenal to any hip-hop listener. Oh, uh, man. Some of those early producers, too, describing uh, the booth or, or his studio that he had set up. Oh, yeah, with the roaches. Good, man. And oh, just, man. Like, you fell asleep Yo. there. They had to spray the stuff around. I mean, it was a struggle, man. Like, hey, that lets you know, like, he... Everybody got a beginning, yeah, man. Yeah, they got it. They have a solid beginning, and you know what I mean? Like, it, it's what drives people. And hearing that story, I can understand his drive and wanting to make it. But at the same time, he ain't just, like, sell out and just, like, feature with everybody, uh, just taking any beat and just rhyming over it. It had to to resonate with him and the audience that he and wanted bro, what do we what do we talk about every single time? when it's like certain people we want to interview and all these different type of things, it's not that we think too highly of ourselves. We just want something that we believe in. Like we want to rock with people we genuinely rock with. And that's how he was carrying himself before he was anybody. And his brothers, his brother um, said he used to get frustrated with him with that because that could have been five racks that they could have made to help get them out of a certain situation or get them, you know, help elevate or pay the people. But nah, he moved when he felt moved by the music. And I think that was, that was very dope. And that resonated with me personally. Yeah. I mean, cause like no matter what you want to be honest and you want to be true, you don't want nobody to come out and say, Oh, they fake. Cause they doing this right here. How you felt now should be definitely how you feel like 10 years later on it. And you should be able to stand up for whatever you said back then. If not, you probably need to watch your mouth for one thing, hold, hold your tongue a little bit, you know? Uh, but 
if if not, if you are doing that, man, you're going to be very proud of at any point in your life of the work that you put out, you know, and people are going to be appreciative of that as well. Yeah, so. yeah, man. And, you know, I already I got a concept for T-shirts that I'm going to tell you about um, afterwards after watching that um, that documentary I mean, or the uh, the visual album rather. And it had a lot to do with just the, the quality, the quality of the material that he he put out. Yeah. How he would go back time and time and time again just to make the small things right. And you hear that about a lot of the greats. Yeah. How they they just don't let that song just come out. Sometimes if it feel good, they let it rock. You know when you know. Yeah. But if it was something that he was giving a beat, like one of the producers said he gave him the beat, then he didn't hear from him at all for like three months, <laughs> six months. And then the next thing he know, he's hearing it for the first time on the mixtape when it drops. And he's like, I can't believe what he did to it. And guess what song that was? Freaking Blue Laces. Oh, man. No, classic, bro. That's a classic, classic. series. That's a classic series. And, uh, yeah, man, he was spitting some of his most prolific shit on there as far as every Blue Laces song that came after that was just a moment. Yeah. And then, like, as you hearing the stories on these people, man, like, like he, he gave you that entrepreneur Bible, you know, entrepreneur, hood entrepreneur Bible on there, just how to build up certain things. And you just, every time you listen that way he's saying, you go back to it. Like even to the point where it was talking about elements in his early songs where he was tra- talking about the bad situation he was in with his recording uh, company and stuff like this. He was letting that known up in there. Just so, hey, it's a warning sign. Avoid these if you got to and you ain't got to be in everybody else. Like, uh, nonsense just for you to succeed. Like, so, if you jump on a label, that what I'm getting at, if you jump on a label and they got a beef, don't mean that you really got to kind of engulf yourself completely into it and, and mess also, up relations. Right, and also with the label being able to get out of his situation relatively with... Ease, like yeah. having to t- explain to his people, even though some of his people was older than him, he just he just read so much, and it reminded me of like just the grind. I love the grind, and I love how if he couldn't figure something out, much like we do, you go to YouTube University, or and they even quoted that in in the uh, in the visual album, just saying, "Hey, yo, you can't figure something out, you go look it up, do the research. It's yeah. it's all out there. It's on the World Wide Web." Um, they also mentioned that he was an avid reader. Like you got that if you haven't heard that before. Like mm-hmm. a lot of if you're a Nipsey fan, you've heard these things, but it just kind of paints the picture of no wonder we he was so dope. He was such a sponge. He read he read books like things to kind of help him as an entrepreneur, and as a result, that's why he was talking the way he was talking, and that's why it sounded so ahead of his time as far as what he was saying. It's because he really felt like he was going to be where he was at the time of his demise. You know yeah. what I mean? And and he probably would have been that dude, not probably, he would have been one of those guys moving forward as a result of just the game he's able to soak up. Yeah. Now, I did have, like, one thing I do want to say on this. It said it was a visual album, but the visual aspect on this really wasn't there as far as a documentary, what you're used to seeing, like, interviewing the people, seeing their faces, talking about it. It was like uh, with a bunch of computer graphics. So it was more like a audio experience. Like it was mm-hmm. a good audio experience on it, just hearing all these people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the only thing I could say. Like if they was really going to say a visual experience, just make sure like it, it correlates. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it kinda, it, that's the only thing it was lacking in. Uh, but, you know, it, it kept my attention. The, mm. It kept my attention. So 
But yeah, if I had to, because I actually didn't, I didn't actually watch it. I just at the minute, after realizing what it was, I just had it on in the background while I was doing other stuff in my office and everything. So. Yeah, and just and yeah, yeah you can li- you can listen and get the same point across. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think more artists probably should do something like this. I know on Title they do that, yeah, um, where they have the artists chiming in with a video here and there. But I highly encourage artists to actually take that that part seriously and like. Step it up, like, you know, be a little bit more lively or have a, a different, you know, pay attention to where you're recording it in and the location and all that because people that love music and love you eat that type of behind-the-scenes yeah. stuff up and, and want to know what you was thinking when you went into that verse or when such-and-such such came back with this verse and that was crazy. What were you thinking? Like, they want those little anecdotes. So I highly encourage y'all to keep keep doing it and, and think about what the fans would like to hear from you in regards to that. So... Overall, visual album was great in terms of bringing back memories and also introducing some new things that I didn't know about Nipsey. Uh, so, want to get into these albums that were going on? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's a lot of, uh, once again, we still ain't getting those big albums, like, being pushed. Everybody's still releasing the deluxes and everything. Just more songs added on to their uh, their album catalog. But like I said, like it's a great time and window for any of the young new artists uh, to come on and jump on because, like I said, with with that being said, like all the stuff is just on the algorithm, just getting pushed to the top. So we can catch a couple of these new, new up and coming artists, man. So yeah, yeah. So we we got some of the artists we're gonna get into, but I'm gonna deviate for a moment and just let's just have a regular conversation. Um, a few notable uh, people drop. I know Cardi B dropped her uh, single. Oh, the, the singles. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. The singles been been dropping, but yeah, I was like, so. as far as the full project. How you nah, feel about how you think that one sounded? Uh actually I haven't even must heard it. Not the Cardi B one. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard the uh the Keisha Cole wife been playing that one. Okay. Uh so Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm rocking with the Keisha Cole. Yeah, I like the I Keisha like Cole, like, I like that one. Cole. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cardi came came with it, man. Uh unfortunately something came out about her stealing. Uh about her team stealing in regards to a the Hook, so the cadence of the hook sounds eerily similar to another artist that, of course, is lesser known right now. But I don't know if they're ironing that out or if they, you know, are gonna give these guys proper compensation or is it just happens to be one of those things where okay, they just sound similar. I think they'll probably just give up the money and stuff like this because, like, I mean, she's not already put out that she don't really be writing her stuff like this. It's all she's an artist. Yeah, yeah she's an artist. It's these other people that does it, and the record companies kind of. Sitting there, so yeah, they got doing up. that. They gonna go over there. They gotta tighten up, man. You know, yeah. you know, somebody gonna call you out if you do that. So they gotta tighten up over there at her label as far as whoever's delivering these songs. Like, is it still Fontaine? Yeah, partisan, partisan, fact. partisan Fontaine. But yeah, they just need to tighten up. So I think that's gonna be a smash, man. It's unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, outside it's not open except for like Atlanta and certain certain places <laughs> in the states, but. Yeah, she she got one. She got one with that. I ain't even gonna lie. It's jamming. Uh also Freddie Gibbs and uh Schoolboy nah, Q. I did hit that yeah. one. Yeah, man. Uh <laughs> Freddie Gibbs is still coming hey, man, with he it every just, time, right? He's so cool. He got that now. He, the evolution of Freddie Gibbs is the hooks now. Now his hooks is marinating and marrying up with the verses. His verses just yeah. is him flowing now. And he'll hit you with a punchline every now and then, but it's just He's getting so much better at these melodies. It's like, yo, he's coming around as he's he's growing. He's, he's growing. Artist, you know he's I mean? growing, man. Yeah, he's growing yeah, yeah. for real, and just have enjoying the time. And it was good to hear Schoolboy Q too, who yeah. 
Killed it. Yeah. He killed it. So, which leads me to my next thing I was thinking while I was listening to those two. Mm-hmm. Yo, when TDE does drop, <laughs> it's going to be five, right? Boy, boy, oh boy. Because every time, I don't know if you noticed, the little Lucy's that's been dropping with Absol, mm-hmm. Schoolboy, Isaiah Rashad. You haven't heard too much from Kendrick. You just got the album from Reason a couple months ago, about October last year. Mm-hmm. These dudes is spitting fire. Like it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's the whole thing. Even the one that uh, what Punch dropped or whatever, right? Yeah, that like one. Punch. How Punch was just dropping them little Lucy's here and there. I'm we paying attention to what you're doing, Punch. We get it. You know, quality over quantity. We 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 get it. We we have our issues with y'all. <laughs> we do. We we just want dope music, but we'll get it when we get it. Fine. Yeah. We understand I mean, that. It's but been, it seemed like it's been like five years yeah, since man. the uh, Kendrick, though. But I, it's brewing, man. I I just saying I'm taking I'm taking note. Last but not least, JID dropped a three pack or Jid as he goes by now. You ain't know about this. No, I ain't know uh, JID oh, dropped a three pack. Could you knew about the JID? No, I didn't. He got he no. got something with Conway. He got something with Denzel Wash and uh, um Denzel the Curry. Curry. And then he got a uh, solo song, so he dropped a little three pack joint. Did he drop that? Like I think yeah, I think Friday. I heard the Denzel Curry like Denzel what? Curry and him. Then he got one with Conway, the Machine. Man, you a whole not this weekend. I want to hold out. You a whole not. Hey man, I, ain't know. I, I am hip hop baby. <laughs> <laughs> I am hip hop man. He he said on his uh, Instagram that he gonna drop a few on Friday, so that's what triggered me to check for it. And it was okay. it's happened to be on Thursday when he said it. So I just assume. How is it? Oh. oh, he said something. He about to give something somebody two ones like Sabonis. Yeah, the older Sabonis. You Man, know, how, how did we end up finding how to buy JID? I remember like that. That never. I called you. I called you. Uh, I was uh, just checking him out um, because I know he was on Dreamville. <laughs> I called you and I was working out, running or whatever, and I was like, "Yo, you need to check out the JID." Okay. I don't know who this kid is, where he from. I think he from Atlanta. Blah 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 blah. And next thing I know, I ran for the whole entire duration of his project. And I was I was a fan ever since then. So I had no idea that he had done anything with Earth Gang prior to that. Kind of like the um the other cat um young dude from uh Dreamville that we um Devontae Deontay Hitchcock. Oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the same way I felt like when I first heard I mean, his family. stuff. So so yeah, man. Um, so, Sorry yeah. for the reminiscing. We was reminiscing about it, man. Like, <laughs> we know JID been on for a minute, but I mean, just like how do we stumble upon him like when we and he was still on making a, his way on the yeah, come up on the come up so but yeah fire, fire man so he dropped fire so those were the rap Lucy's that I, I listened to this week that caught my attention everything else just haven't had a chance to get to it but those ones is fire okay okay so want to get in these albums that you highlighted yeah 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 I'm I'm surprised uh, that Pat Poos ain't on there for you. Uh yeah, cause he just dropped that what was like the one with the taxi cab and the snow. Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought that would have been that as I left here for the pod last week, I cause it came out on a weird day. It came out on that day, like it was uh was it for uh, Thursday it was, or Wednesday? It was a it was a Monday. Oh, okay. It came out like on a Monday and just dropped. Yeah, and I listened to it. Uh yeah, man, I don't know how to, how to get lost up in there. And I ain't mentioned it. <laughs> Not you mentioned about it, man. Damn, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a solid project too, man. He had what was about seven seven songs on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, definitely go check out that Papoose. Like I say, I could describe it to you. It was like a taxi cab with snow all around it. Definitely listen at the album. Uh, like I said, listen listen at it for two days. Like after I left here, so 
All right, so who's first up on the albums we did listen to? So who who you want to mention first? What, what should the people be let's, listening let's to? Let's go ahead and let you gloat for a minute. Honeycomb Brazy. Hey, listen. It's not too often. <laughs> I, like I said, I've been on fire this week on music. As you can see, my man ain't listening to J.I.D. <laughs> he barely listened to the Freddie Gibbs and, you know, ain't heard the Cardi B. But there, here comes a sleeper. And I love when this happens. Honeycomb Brazy. You're asking who's Honeycomb Brazy? He's from <laughs> this man's hometown of Mobile, Alabama. I heard him say Mobile like twice in, in the record, and I'm like, wait a minute. This can't be. He can't be. <laughs> I know Prez would have called me at this point if he huh? had somebody, especially from his hometown, which you don't hear too many rappers just speaking on out of Mobile. You know, he claimed everybody in Louisiana because, you know, Mobile is Mobile right there. It's right there. Hey, rich boy selling that, but this ain't <laughs> this ain't honeycomb brazy, all right? Listen, man. I I don't call you often. Yeah. Excited about something. But bro, I got through them first three songs and I was a fan. I'm like, who is this dude and where have they been hiding him? I don't know who he signed to. I haven't had a chance to do any research or nothing. I just listened to the music and I thoroughly enjoyed it. He yeah. he has several songs on here. That I like uh, as far as Gucci flow. Then he did another one with Boosie as an ode to them and, and his upbringing. So you could tell he, he raised off their their yeah, music. Raised off deep deep southern cuts. Uh, uh, it sounds the bounce, the bounce type sound music. Southern. It yeah. sounds southern. It got a strong country sound. It has uh, that raw studio sound as well. Like it sound like he's just he ain't in a fully function. Right, you could tell when he was like far away rapping, yeah. and then the mix was all. I, I loved so everything it, it about had that. that. Like, oh, you you write that with him in the come up type sound with it. Uh, uh, he definitely intri- he got me intrigued, man. He got I'm, me intrigued. I'm, I'm, he beefing I'm with I'm his ready. family on record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, talking about a lot of things that went down. A lot of people who got shot and everything. Yeah, like, but he got it. he got me intrigued. Uh, I'm ready to hear what's on this next project uh, because right now, like you're saying, like he did he he did show that he can mimic somebody else's flow and go to mm-hmm. it. But what makes his sound truly unique? What what makes you want to come back for him? Like, that's what I want him to, like, uh, develop and, and really come out into. Like, what what is Honeycomb Brazy? Who's going to be giving that? Like, what would that sound like? And what would the person who's doing homage to you actually do? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, but like I said, the joints that slap, this is definitely, you can ride out to this where you ride around running errands or whether you're riding around... You know, picking up, you kind of catch a lick, whatever it is, working out. This is perfect for all all yeah. those situations. You know what Definitely I mean? Get you hype in the music. morning. If that's if you like to listen to, you know, Southern Hip Hop to get you in the mood, going to work, whatever the case may be, this is dope. 223 is one of them things um, it's off this joint. Also, you got a... Uh, dead People. I like Dead People. And I like uh, Yellow. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, like Yellow a lot. So it's 10 joints on here. About 40 minutes total, I think. No, 33 minutes. So you can get yeah. through this in a breeze, but then he did like he reminded me uh like just some old school mixtape vibes. Yeah. That uh that Gucci flow went on for like just three straight minutes, almost four minutes of him rapping. And he was saying some shit and then it was just that southern drawl and just it was a slow flow. It wasn't nothing special. It was just he was speaking, it just seemed like some all real. those events was just some real shit that he actually yeah. is going through and Sometimes, man, that's all you need is your authenticity can bleed over into the tracks. And you, you got hey, me hooked. That's how T. Grizz got us. 
For sure. For sure. <laughs> I feel like I'm about to get robbed right now when T Grizz yeah, is talking. So, <laughs> we be talking about like, man, this sure. studio thing ain't gonna work out. I want you to go back to like robbing. <laughs> so you got anything else for Mobile's finest, Honeycomb Brazy? Hey, I'm glad somebody else called it. I'm glad that you actually looking out, man, because I mean you don't be checking for your hometown stuff. <laughs> so it, it kind of it kind of flows over that way from time to time. But hey, if you catching somebody from New York here, man, you're doing something right, man. Just keep keep it going. Keep uh Keep keep making more music. And uh, like I said, on the next one, like see if you can just show your unique sounds, which I think you did on a couple of songs. Like I said, Dead People I really yeah. like. Uh, but uh, the mimicking uh, ones that you had, man, you, you killed them, though. You killed, like, you hit they, their style perfectly in the way you way you was doing it. So if you was trying to pay that homage, man, you did that. You did a perfect job, perfect job. And I'm definitely going to go and check your back catalog. I haven't even checked for that yet. I'm, I'm started listening to it yesterday. Really dived into it today, so I haven't had no chance to do a deep dive, but that's just our initial assessments about Honeycomb Brazy. Moving on, Pooh Shiesty, he dropped Shiesty season. How yeah. you feel about that? These, these are some young dudes that, you know, we typically don't listen to, man, or we don't we don't champion here. And I think that we could, could we make it clear that we like all forms of ratchet music, <laughs> uh, conscious a, music. It's a different it's mood. It's just the mood. Yeah, it's so my mood. me personally, yeah, I'm gonna go more towards the country's music and stuff like that. But I mean, it's in my different pockets from time to time. I want to hear this like the different sound. Like, can't just get uh, in, yeah, in I don't want too much with that. So I mean, you gotta. Uh, but I appreciate each one of those sounds, and I can recognize the differences in them. And this is what I hate. Okay, can't you be? Now, you can't, now we're going to short tangent, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, because this is what I hate. Like when you when, rap, uh, how we got these. We don't have the different pockets like. All these other genres have like so. When you have rock, you have what slow rock, you have folk rock, you have, uh, and they they break it down into these different areas. And I feel like that's kind of like what rap needs. You know what I mean? For us to quit just saying overall rap album and just saying okay, this is the gutter album. This is the 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 New York flow type album. If if we can just get broken down in that in that. Into the different sub genres up in there, I think yeah. would, would help us out a little bit. Maybe we start doing that this year when we do our top ten. We may do that. We're gonna do like some sub genres. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, gonna, definitely. Because maybe maybe we can start. Because a lot of people got some weird pockets. They be in just mm -hmm. like Earth Game, for example. They in a weird pocket. Like mm -hmm. they do the the eight oh eights and stuff like that. But they more musical, yeah, and eclectic than anything, and probably more uh, experimental hip hop. Experimental you know I mean? hip hop. That's what yeah. we're gonna call it. So, um, <laughs> that's yeah. like when Kanye. I mean, you put that in the same boat as you would say, like a Kanye when he was doing his 808s and heartbreaks. That was a, that it was that experimental stuff. It may be coming to a popular sound later on, but right now it's just ah, we testing the water. Sure, for sure. And then I wanted to make clear that lyrical is lyrical. It don't matter where you where yeah. you from. So you can spit. As slow as you want to, if that's how a southern rapper you, uh, if that's how you feel a southern rapper spits, or if they actually do have a slow flow. But these two dudes that we're talking about, they saying shit. It just ain't the most intricate of shit. But your presence is how you say certain things. It's not what you say all the time. It's how you say it and how you deliver it on song. And some shit could just nail. You may not have a punchline for a whole song, but the one punchline in your song that nails. It's probably better than some guy that's rapidly rapping and just saying a whole lot of words, but ain't saying shit. And we know plenty of them. <laughs> and we know plenty. We know plenty of them. So, yeah. but but moving on to Pooh Shiesty. 
from Shiesty. Memphis, Tennessee. Yes. Signed to Gucci. Yes. Uh, has a very similar flow to Gucci. If y'all remember, like last week, I was talking about the little Dirk and that song. It was featuring Pooh Shiesty, and I was just like, man, that that sounded like it was dying for. Uh, uh, this I didn't know who Pooh Shiesty was at the time. I'm just sorry, I didn't. Uh, so if I was late to whatever, I'm late. But sounded very much like Gucci. That's what I took off that and come find out he is signed to Gucci and from down south. So it makes sense why he had something a very similar tone to it. Uh, but he, you know, that Memphis tone is really like Yo Gotti and uh, Young Dolph. You know what I mean? So I feel like. He's he still hits on a lot of that. He's mit, missing the the catchy uh choruses that Young Dolph and Yo Gotti have with theirs as well, though. But like other than that, man, everything else is like it, it was legit, bro. It was yeah, legit. He album. sounds real raw on this album. Like yeah. I, I feel like a lot of it is him still trying to catch on to being a rapper. Like I feel like he just one of them guys where like, yo, get in the booth. Like whatever you saying. It's gonna roll. Just, just get in there and rap because a lot of the times he seemed a little off, off beat. I don't think that was on purpose. I just think that sometimes he would, they were just trying different beats with him. Mm-hmm. But all in all, man, like the joint that he got with Lil Dirk and Gucci on there, yeah, those those are fire features. Um, the other joint that I like, Fifty Shots, like the ones I like the most, ironically, are without the features. Yeah, so that's a lot in telling me like you don't have to rely as a younger artist. On your features and your affiliation with being signed to Gucci, like yes, those songs came early in the album, and rightfully so. Like you gotta kind of keep people interested, especially this is. I don't think this is his first offering, but I think this is his biggest look. Yeah, um, it so may be far. like I think I ain't seen nothing else on like the streaming platform. So if he did anything else, like man, it's just local stuff underground. Or whatever, like it, it ain't on the platforms yet. Yeah. Or so, could be one of those things where they're gonna release it ten years later. Like you've been seeing a lot of that on these programs. Yeah, so, too. but yeah, Fifty Shots is something that I like. Chop Away, Chop Away was and one then, of mine uh, too. What's the other one? Gone um, MIA. Yeah, I and, like Twerk Song. And then Master P with Take Keith. Yeah. And then the other, <laughs> the one I like do too with the uh, feature is gonna be. Um, 21 Savage. Oh, <laughs> Box yeah, of yeah, churches. Yeah, yeah. I love man, 2021. Like 21 always come on and kill shit, man. Every single feature. Like he's getting he's getting better at just his presence on a track. Yeah. Not necessarily uh what he's saying. His presence is it, man. And then time to time again, he does say some shit. This one it just happened to be the verse that caught it from me. Yeah. You know what I mean? From 21 Savage. So uh, ugly too with uh, the one he got featured with Gucci Man. I like that one as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, this is a this is a decent uh, size album. It's kind of going back to a longer formed album, but it's still not a long one. It's, I mean, it's fifty minutes. You really get to know who Pooh Shiesty is. He's been making his media rounds all last week, and he's been high on every last one of them, which is keeping <laughs> true to the culture. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm gonna check him out. Get it. Get to know who who he is as, as the young man is, man. But uh, I think he has a bright future. Gucci man, the A and R label exec, does it again. Yeah, yeah. Does it again, man. So definitely fire, fire, fire projects. You got anything else on the Pooh Shiesty? No, no, I ain't got nothing else. So I think we hit it all on that. Uh, so now we're gonna go to a couple RB joints. Yes. So I was listening to uh, Van Jess. I heard about them from. Uh, 
See the thing is, podcast is a uh, one of the podcasts on Joe Budden's network. All um, three women, one of well, his first woman only podcast that he launched a couple months ago, and they play like freshly squeezed playlists of the week and stuff like oh, okay. that. So they play this one song from Van Jess, which is a group uh, of sisters, and I forget where they're from. I, I know they're not from the states, but. You can't really tell. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know they was from somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, they, but they've been in the states, of course, for some years. But they, um, where they're from. I, I, anyway, let me I digress. The music is really good, as far as that song that I have put you on to. That I was telling you with the uh, the most recent remake of it. I would say is probably Jay Z DOA. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah, that yeah. So they did that over and boy. They they smoked that one. Yeah. And then from there, I was a fan. So every single thing, Lucy, that they dropped, I'm adding it to a playlist here and they couldn't miss. And then lo and behold, here comes the album and it sounds fire. Like they got Kate Trinata on here. Uh, I don't know th- who that is. You never heard it? You never listened to Kate Trinata? No. Oh, really? But I know which song you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, man. That was man. a song, correct? Yeah, I got to put you on it. Do you like alternative? I got that down too. Do you like, like alternative music like. at all? Yeah. Oh man, it's Tame Impala. You listen to Tame Impala? No. Oh man, I got so yes. Put on, <laughs> put on Mondays, man. Like did yeah. gonna so, own the month of February. He's just putting on. People. Yeah, putting on. So yeah, those two are like my alternative go tos right now as far as um what I like. So she had uh not Tame Impala's not on the album, but Kate Trinata's on there, and then there's another artist that she had on there. Hold on, let me pull it up, man. Yeah, uh, but uh, I, I'll go ahead and speak my Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So, yeah, I, I felt like when I was listening to this, they got a very, like, 90s-type uh, vibe to them. Yeah. Uh, more of, like, I was getting kind of, like, grown, escape. Grown women. Yeah, yeah. yeah escape. Uh, what was it? Uh, TLC-type, like, like when they singing those type of songs and stuff like this. And she got that same type of melody of when they flow together on that. Like, and uh, the beats, some of them was reminiscent. Of that time and era too, as well on there. So the ones I like on there was Curious and Slow Down. I mean, was it's not many tracks on here. Yeah, it's about nine. Again, okay. quick listen, thirty minutes. So I'm loving this vibe. In and out, you get to know who they are, and you get right out of it. So I do like Slow Down as well. But the one uh, dysfunctional is the one I like. Uh, second to that, Curious is another single. So that's three. But then the one I like the most is Caught Up, featuring Phony People. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, that one had a different, a totally different type of yeah, tone than all yeah. the other songs on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's why I like that one. Um, outside of uh, "Slow Down" is my favorite record on here, but uh, "Caught Up" is probably the one that I, out of the ones I haven't heard, like okay, this one stuck out because it's a little bit different, it's like different. you said. And yeah. then that made me go to Phony People, who dropped something in 2018. Mm-hmm. Now, like I just. Got a whole bunch of you're down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I'm down the rabbit hole now, and I'm like, I'm, it's a fun rabbit hole. It's <laughs> yeah, a good yeah. music rabbit hole because then I just had theirs on. You just getting finding new and new stuff. Yep, that, I and just add them to the list. Be on the lookout for these people. Yeah, yeah. So now I can add them to the list. Add them to Twitter, Instagram. You start seeing they just come in your algorithms, and you start kind of paying attention. So that's how I discover music, man. If somebody has a dope feature, I'm going to check your music out. I'm adding it. I'm listening to it, and and I always want to be. Ahead of the curve or catch on a little bit late, but yeah. you know, so these these ladies uh delivered, man. So go check out Van Jess. The album is called 
homegrown. Dope, dope body of work for them for those two uh, ladies. Next up, Cy. Do you got anything left on? No, 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 no. Cy. Go ahead. Go ahead. So next up is Cy Arita Kid. It's not you. It's me. Oh, okay. That makes me feel better because, yeah, I wasn't really like feeling this, but it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> so this is more, this is more the uh, in your face type of R&B that a lot of these, these cats are making. And I liken him to a black yeah. right now where they, they just say things, Bryce and Tiller, like they get right to it. How they get to it, a little bit different and different melodies, but. I can put him in that same vein because he's worked with the Bryson Tillers and Blacks and a lot of rappers that is too it's too many to name. I was gonna write it down and, and kind of give you a familiarity with who he's featured on, but anybody that's somebody on the West, especially on West Coast music, he's done a feature. That's what I'm saying. Like so he his voice sounded it was a unique sounding voice. So with his voice, I can see it being on a hook or featured with somebody else. When it's just him though, like it's like the I, one of the albums you like from last year, Kiki Lede. I'm yeah. looking at it. He's featured on uh, Summer Walker, Party Next Door, Bryson Tiller. Like I said, Eric Bellinger, Xavier Omar. Like it's tons of people that that rock with him, and he can make good music. And he's good as a feature. He's good as a solo artist. But this one was. Uh, I'll kind of let you get into what you felt about the album. Before I come with my shenanigans, well, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Like it's, I, I, I have, I know this album is just not for me. Y'all know I like the the true singers and stuff like this. So the way he sound and his his brand of R and B, R and B, it's R and B. It's just a little bit, it's a little bit off. I mean, it's it's not it's not for me. It's not gonna. It don't. I can't just sit it on and just go somewhere else and like yeah. let it play. It's gonna be like I hear it for a song or two, then I'm going to something else. Like that's what I'm saying. So I, I feel like it works better as a feature for me. But I know my weird taste when it comes to R and B, though. Yeah, yeah. But like if I would say this one isn't as good as other ones I've heard from him projects. The last one that I liked from him, and I see he had two other projects, but um. After this one, but the last one I actually listened to was called A Toxic Heartbreak. So I would listen to that one first. And if you're a fan of that, then move on, move on to this one. This one wasn't bad, but I think it was just it was uh maybe maybe I'm a little bit too older for the things that he's talking about or the recklessness. Like, for example, the one song, That Time of the Month. Yeah. So I don't know if you heard that time of the month. I'm sure you would have heard, I'm sure you would have said something about it. So he talking about smashing when it's a lady's time of the month. And I'm like, can't relate, bro. At all. <laughs> At all. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like, yeah, that, that, was t- that wasn't dope. And then I hope you see this from your fake page. I'm like, eh. Not with those. Yeah, so I wasn't, I wasn't vibing with much of the album. The songs that I did like was For Sade, um, For Sade and then uh, Daddy Issues and... Uh, Quarantine and Chill. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. Before She Kills Us Both and Quarantine and Chill. So he had some joints out of his 13 songs on here, probably 12, 12 full songs. So I like four of the 12, but for the most part, the rest, I was like, not a super fan. I'll go back to the the Toxic Heartbreak song. Yeah. So, But yeah, that's that's the R&B picture. Experimental, man. Like, yeah. if he put out what he put out and like, let's see how it yeah. goes. He's, 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 he's good. He's just, this one wasn't, for me either. Yeah. 
This one definitely wasn't for me. So I think that's it, man, for the music. Unless you got anything else you were listening to, you want to put people on? Nah, because we already spoke on the the singles. Just like I know the like I said, the wife was playing uh, the Keisha Cole, and that was kind of why, kind of back on my music a little bit. It was the wife birthday weekend, so hey, spend time with the fam. All right, man. So if you are uh, out there in YouTube land, if you rocking with us this fall, we always do these little musical breakdowns. I think we're gonna put these out this week to put people on to the music that we talked about. So. Hit that thumbs up. Give us <laughs> give us a like because believe it or not, that's what drives the algorithms. Views do too. So whatever you need to do and also uh, subscribe to our channel as well. So we highly would appreciate that. Um, check out some of our previous reviews. They're going to pop up at some point. They already have popped up throughout this, uh, this video for the audio listeners. If you want to move over and see what... Mr. President, and I look in the flesh in our Dabonair splendor. <laughs> Move over to YouTube and check us out. You can check us out there. You know, maybe maybe you're tired of driving. You just want to watch something when you get home. Boom. Put Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast on your screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, hey, if if even if you don't, like I said, we're trying to grow the YouTube page, man. So uh, go ahead. Click up in the bio. Follow our link to YouTube and hit subscribe on that. Help us grow. Help us out with the algorithm, just like everything else. Like, we constantly speaking on these people. We bring you new artists, and we're going to definitely review all the, the big albums and stuff that come out. As far as hitting on all these other topics when it comes to life and sports. So, uh, we when it comes to sports, we ain't with all the stats and everything, but we do have a good barbershop-type uh, talk with that. And then uh, when it comes to, like, all the life topics and stuff, like that. Uh, I know some things a lot of our friends when we go talk about it, they ain't even us caught up on. So it's like a little catch up on everything else that's going outside that's still pertaining to the culture as well. We can catch up on. Sure, sure. On. With that said, man, let's let's get into this sports segment. Ooh, Super Bowl 55. Super Bowl weekend. Go check us out, man. We we not gonna give y'all no more out there in YouTube land. All right, peace. All right. The big uh, I mean, this is like a bittersweet. Safe to say that Super Bowl 55 did not live up to the hype that we thought it was going to live up to. Not at all. All the shit we was talking last week as far as Tom Brady don't throw three interceptions, this, that, and the third. Lo and behold, it wasn't even about Tom Brady. No. It was about that damn defense. defense. That defense. That damn defense. So first, hats off. To the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I want to give us off the Ty Bowles. Yes, Ty Bowles, and we definitely going to get into Bruce Arians and his coaching staff. We're we going to get into that really, really shortly. But I, like I said, hats off to the defense. Secondly, I want to give a big shout out to the three people that I know that are actually Tampa Bay Bucks fans. Yeah, you know what I mean. Our um, homie. Adrico. Adrico. Shout out to him. He sent well, about I 70. To, like, wear that damn jersey or <laughs> lost the bet. Raiders. Yeah. It's not holding up. So Go he ahead. gave us about 17,000 memes last night in his excitement. So I know he still hasn't, you know, stopped thinking about Some that. Some that still had New England, him still wearing a New England jersey. So hey, I don't know. He's what a prophet. He? <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a renaissance man. He's a prophet. You know, he, you know, some may call him Black Jesus. He saw it. He saw it coming. You know what I mean? So, shout out to you, brother, man. You know, I wish you nothing but the best, man. He done got, he got Miami Heat championships. He got Buccaneers championships in his lifetime, man. Hey, man, just just enjoy it, man. A lot of us don't get to, I mean, well, no. actually you. 
Actually, you, because I've experienced a football championship in recent memory in my lifetime. So a lot of yeah, hood, a lot of us, a lot of us don't, a lot of us don't get to experience winning. You know what I mean? So I know what it's like. I experienced it a few years ago. You know, got to get this guy over here, man. Disrespect, man. Uh, Kev. I, mean, I had my man Kev over uh, yesterday watching the Super Bowl. So man, uh, you know, he was nervous. He was all nervous the all the way until six minutes left. Yeah, until he knew it was in the bag. Yeah. Like he was, he was, he was like that. Mahomes is. He a gave bad that man. respect. He had that respect. He had that respect. So shout out to him, man. And then uh, I, th- I said three. I meant two. Sorry, oh, <laughs> two man. fans that are actually. I mean, ain't know. really. Come on. Yeah, now you're gonna have the bandwagon. You got all those New England fans that came down, and they and they was all of a sudden just you know Buccaneers they fans. From, yeah, they was. Oh, I'm a Brady, Brady fan. Huh? Makes no sense. You're what do you mean? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Are you still a Charles Woodson fan? Even though he went to Green Bay and came back, he he retired as a Raider, sir. He still, if a guy spent a lot of time, he spent down there twenty years there, bro. You got uh, in Green Bay? No, I'm talking about. Patrick Brady. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, Tom, Thomas, Tom. Thomas Patrick Brady, man. Oh, man. Uh, I, I understand your love that you have for him. I, 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 I get it. But, I like, all of them have, they was transplant fans completely, like, man, because New England wasn't doing nothing all this season, and every time they spoke to me during this season was, oh, man, Tom is doing, I was like, hold up. Quit with the Tom Brady stuff. What your team is doing? That's how I was, man. So let's let's get back to this game, man. I'm pretty sure John Gruden gave uh, Tampa Bay a call because you know y'all other championship that y'all have. It was thanks to John Gruden, who's a, a Raider coach. You know what I mean? And we, you know, we got the playbook uh, to beat Kansas City. So I think he gave y'all a phone call because lo and behold, your defense magically like step up and actually doing what the Raiders was doing that whole time. And we had a crappy defense. So, So, man, again, uh, Brady, we apologize. Uh, Last week we were talking a bit reckless in here uh, about things that you couldn't do. And he went out there and did it, man. And Antonio Brown, he he threw for – Three Antonio touchdowns. Brown sparked off that that offense. I don't think people are gonna give him the credit. I hate to give him the what credit. What game were you watching? They wasn't going anywhere at the beginning of the game. They wasn't going nowhere. It was into that long pass that Antonio Brown got over a uh, honey badger. Minute he got that, that is when they became energized. And then it was the the touchdown pass to Gronk, followed by another touchdown pass to Gronk, followed by a touchdown pass to Antonio Brown. Who threw those touchdowns? I mean. The quarterback, the quarterback that they had. I mean, they were short touchdowns. Like, there wasn't nothing like. I like. I like the new term that they gave Brady, and I forgot who said it. And I like to give him credit on ESPN. I heard in passing, mm-hmm. greatest organization of all time, Tom Brady. I, 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 you know what? I can give him that. I can give him that <laughs> because you know how rare that is is to to go from one team to another and win the next in year. the middle of a pandemic, no training camp, implementing a new offense, get a new player. During the season, and Antonio um, Brown, it, he ain't come into mid-season, right? Come on now, come on, but, <laughs> come so on, gotta give him credit. I, was, I Grunt, thought you was played different. Grunt played his way in the shape. Different. He's the greatest organization because when with Tom Brady comes Tom Brady's friends. Yes, yeah, and because I, I forgot the identity of this team before because all you seen was Grunt, AB. Uh, Fournette, 
Yo, like, like they, those was the ones clowning, man. You had, uh, and then where was Mike Evans? Where was Godwin? You I got know a question. I, mean? I got a question before at least. Yeah. You know, my, I'm old, so I'm gonna forget if I, if I, where I was let... Ronald Jones? What yeah, exactly? Uh, my question is, like, how do you feel as a fan if the Raiders did that? Would you accept that championship, even though you've been championship deprived for so many years? If that happened to your team to where a bunch of guys that you were never behind just came to your team and then you won a championship. Could you just see past all that? Like, so it felt, it felt like, a, I want to say, it no. felt like a new love, like, like Tampa Bay. I don't know if y'all feel that way. Hud, Kev, l- let me know if you listening to this and other Tampa Bay fans, let us know that. Like, I know it feels great to win, but everybody that did something on that team outside of the defense, they weren't there last year. No, they wasn't. They weren't there. Um, Few no, few wasn't. pieces on defense was, but yeah. How do how do you feel? Like how do you feel as a fan? Like do you have any real connection to it? You know what I mean? Like th- does it feel great? Like y- you got to the NFC Championship loss, then came back with this relatively Sounds same squad. Like, like y'all was doing the right things, and you found those missing pieces. Cash. I would want to say I would. I, I wouldn't accept it. I want to be that type of fan of just being just 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 picking, objectively. Just, what just would you do? This. I, it happened, Cash. I'm actually wearing the shirt of the team that actually did it. <laughs> I was a LeBron hater, you know what I mean? LeBron came there, brought his friends with us. We had the chip again. King James. King James. Like, I'm back yeah. with it. I'm yeah. back in. I feel you. I feel you. Like, if if so, my team, if the Eagles would have won that championship when we had bought our quote-unquote dream team back in the day, it would have felt just as good, <laughs> just as good because I got to thinking about it because I saw people saying it on Twitter and I'm like, yo, that shit ain't nothing but hate. Like yeah. if you are a fan of a team and your team does what they need to do to get the proper players in position to win a championship, who cares if they didn't go through the traditional, you know, win, almost get there, get back, lose, and then they get ultimately breakthrough, like, Man, that's that shit for the birds. Man. I just want a championship. I, I just want a championship. <laughs> I just want a championship, yeah. and I want to talk noise for a full year to all these other teams. Yeah, I just uh, that, all which, I want to do is now be, these Tampa Bay fans. No matter how your team get there, as a fan, you just want to see your team succeed. Uh, now, I tell you right now, unless that that team all takes that same pay, they're gonna lose people in free agency, which is gonna make it hard for them to actually repeat. But I feel like with what Tom Brady and sold, they can cut off these people, and you're gonna have those those players that just like I just want a chip, and they'll go feeling feeling that real quick because they they want to chase that chip. LeBron effect, point. but in the NFL, that's mm-hmm. what's gonna happen. And they'll then in the NFL, cut. you can pay a lot of guys a lot cheaper than it would you would pay them on an the NBA team. So a lot of guys like Fournette came there was a cast off. You also had Antonio Brown. Ain't nobody want to put their hands on him. Tom I still Brady don't want to. Like, did yeah, you see, yeah. But did you see his post game interview? No, bro. He on his phone, half listening, like, and like you ain't much really like, like you. Enjoy- know- it, it didn't seem like the players enjoyed the moment as much. It, well, he really did. He yeah. was like, you could see, he was like happy, elated that yeah. he actually got that chip. But if you let everybody else tell the story, you really didn't do as much. You was on alone for the ride. You, you sparked the offense enough at the at in the game, but. Overall, for that season, 
they started. They, they did win seven games since he's been back, though. They ain't lost since he's been back, yeah. huh? Yeah, so and I guess I guess you would. If have you to if give you out credit. if if you out there, you a decoy, you know, at, at the yeah. very least. So again, um, it, it was a great game. But let, let's get into the game. What, what did you feel? What, what you got to say? I know you said a few words over Man. behind the scenes as far so, as the first off, flags and stuff. First like that. off, if you're gonna allow something all season, the Super Bowl ain't the game to start just. Throwing flags for everything. Like the Kansas City defense and their cornerbacks, and they, they've been doing that touchy, grabby like the whole season. And then now at this game is when they want to make it boring TV and just sway it completely and just say, oh, they, you can't grab. Well, it's hard for somebody who done learned that for 17 games to just give it up. Like they're not going to do that in the middle of this game. They needed practice and everything else to do that. But nothing. Up leading up to this game, led them to think that those rules are gonna be hounded on or called a lot more. Nobody's been saying nothing. Hey, they're gonna have to loosen up on like all that touchy Philly. Nobody's been saying that in no sports media. You ain't heard about none of the NFL refs or them mentioning that on any other sites. And this is something they're gonna be looking at into. But lo and behold, at this game, they want to slow up the game and leave a window for some type of conspiracy by just calling that a lot more. But as you watched every single replay, every last one of them was a holding. Like, every last one it's, of them was a pass interference, except for one. Was, only I didn't feel one. like it was egregious, man. I felt like there was. was. I felt like they was tussing. Like I said, I, I would feel a different type of way about it if they wasn't doing that all season. But they done did that against every team, and you done allowed it. And then now, it's I haven't a watched. Problem. I haven't watched every every single Kansas City game, so I, I can't. Every I can't single one, but you catch the highlights, and like it is, a, it's it's Pat Mahomes. So you'd have caught him quite I mean, a few the of only, games. The he only got reason, all the, prime time the only game. reason I even know about that is because uh, your man, what's the quarterback that was calling the game? Um, Dallas guy, whatever his name is. Oh, washed up Dallas quarterback. Uh, uh, uh was it Troy Aikman? Uh, no, 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 another one. Uh, he recently retired. He won't go to the Hall of Fame for football, but he might go for broadcasting. I, uh, I forget his name. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, Dak. Dak Prescott. No, it wasn't Dak. Oh, oh. Tony, Tony. Tony Romo. Yeah, Tony Romo. Tony so, yeah, Romo. Tony Tony Romo. The only reason I knew that is because <laughs> Tony <laughs> Because Tony Romo called it out. Other than that, I would have been like, yeah, that was holding. Yeah, that was holding. Yeah, I mean, like, the only one that I say was egregious, and I'm like, yo, the dude was running with him, and they got tripped up in the feet. That's the only one I would say, like, that was some bullshit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That was ticky-tack. But everything else, when you watch the replay, for sure, they were holding. they've been doing it all game. And it's bad enough their line has been, like, holding people and just giving Pat the whole, like, a lot more time. They always, like, if you watching those games, they paying off that line real quick so you don't, like, sit there and complain like you see your players out there complaining. Because I can tell you, like, I know for one, it was uh, Max Crosby. Like, they was continually holding him in, like, in those games, bro. It was crazy. Uh, so, that's Kansas City. They had half a billy. They was going to get them to that championship game, but I guess they ain't got to let them win it, huh? <laughs> I can't, I, I can't, I can't let them get away with it, man. Look, it was just a beat down from a defensive aspect, and I think I truly believe that it, it didn't really matter what happened because they got they got right into him, man. Like they tested their fucking gangster. To be honest with you, got right up in their chest, 
knocked those receivers off, doubled um, Hill all game. Like, when the last time you've seen that? Like, they stuck to the plan. And then, you know, they they saw Kansas City earlier in the season. So, you know, of course, in hindsight, you realize that Kansas City went up 17-0 or something crazy like that in the first game. Ain't, ain't really scored shit since then. Yeah. Haven't scored a touchdown since then. And this is like the first time that this has happened in Mahomes' career. Yeah. To where he hasn't scored a touchdown in a game. So you got to you got to be great. And what they went through, bro, the quarterbacks they shut down is impressive. All the ones that they gave problems to is impressive. Breeze and Rodgers and now uh, the great Pat Mahomes. Now, with Pat Mahomes, I'm going to give him a slight pass just because when your line is devastated like his is and he's still going out there and then he's a little bit less mobile. Press. Here's where I got to stop you. Here's where I got to stop you. You just sat here last week and thought these motherfuckers was going to put up 50, uh, 35 points. With that line, with everything, with their health intact, you thought they still was going to put up 30-something. I don't remember that. Yeah, you agreed. You agreed. You agreed. You said 30-something points. So we all were fooled. We all didn't think this type of performance it was, was coming from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So this was more so, like I said, in the very beginning, this was a defensive game that came and took their motherfucking lunch money. That's all it is. We'll run your pockets. <laughs> That's what they did. Run your pockets. Like it, it was just one of those situations to where you just got beat up mm-hmm. and you didn't see it coming and they exposed what you were lacking, which was your old line. They, like, as soon as he would plant on that back foot press, they were there. Well, they were there. All right, all right. Yeah, you give them the accolades. I'm going to get off that. They ain't going to give them all these accolades. I want to know about the one, like it's, it was, it's three different times that I thought like the calls was just like ridiculous. So when. The Kansas City defensive lineman, what Jones, I think his name was, when he got the call for hitting the player after the player had clearly <laughs> taunted it and just got him to do it. I know they saying you got to hold your composure, but like, bro, they they he he was straight calling for that one, and that should have went both ways and just done null and void. Yeah, and then also the honey badger one where he yeah. got up in Tom Brady's when face. Would have been like, hey, I get, I don't get your next one. And yeah, that's saying something that I don't know what he said. I can't read lips, but I don't believe it was that bad. I think he, like, called, I think he called him a bitch ass. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's because Tom, Tom wouldn't have responded like that. <laughs> you called me what? <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, but yeah, that that one that call, man, was just ridiculous. And then the uh, the the pass interference that looked like uh, who was it? Mike Evans when he it looked like he just stumbled. He did, but he sold it. He it was a great it. acting job. Shout out to my man, Kev. <laughs> it was a beautiful acting job. And you know that happens in, in the game, regular season or not. If the wide receivers act it out, yeah. they're going to do it. Same thing in the in He bas- wasn't going to catch that ball, though. Nobody was going to no, catch that ball. No, it was out of reach. It was out of reach, man. So it, it is what it is, man. I'm, I'm happy for him. Tom, Tom Brady has so much damn accolades. Like... I just want to got touch seven, on man. It was like more than any any NFL franchise. I mean, the list goes on and on. He man, look, he has more, he has more rings after turning thirty seven than any other QB in their career. <laughs> Brady had a Hall of Fame career in his twenties, three Super Bowls, and two time league MVP. That's just in his twenties alone. Hall of Fame career in his. Uh, wait a minute, Brady is most likely will make the Hall of Fame based on what he's done in his forties only. 
Like it's just a lot of little and like, you can the list can go on and on. Like mm-hmm. this is unprecedented. And he's probably his greedy ass ain't retiring. Gronk he, said he ain't going nowhere. Man. So they're gonna come back next year with another year together. I, Gronk, A B. I think Mike. he's he's trying to go down as a martyr. He's gonna get murdered out there on the field. At some point, his old ass can't hold up. That's it's what you happen. that's what you would like to happen. That's what you would like to happen. <laughs> it, why do you hate some point? Why do you dislike greatness? At some point, you I think we go I think we're gonna get into why you dislike greatness in, in the next segment. <laughs> I, I think we're gonna I think you're gonna somehow speak on it at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we're done with Super Bowl 55, right? Man, I was done with it the minute I turned it on. I was dreading <laughs> I had to watch that. I didn't care for uh, neither one of the teams. But, uh, hey, cool. they did have a victor out of it, and it did turn out to be Tom Brady. Hi, Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our Super Bowl 55 coverage. Not a lot of numbers, just a lot of shit talking, nuts and bolts things. Hey, make sure y'all hit like and subscribe. Check out some of our other previous content with sports and music. Kansas City fans, y'all want to say in the comments what what what, what they was doing to cheat and all the conspiracy? I love to hear these, man. Just just put them down there. All right. <laughs> we out. <laughs>